Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm Daniel, and with me are Monica and Stacy. On this episode, we talk about movies that came out in the month of November. This episode will contain spoilers, so if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, or Coco, I recommend that you stop this episode here and go watch those films. Now with that out of the way, let's see what everyone's went up to. Around the mics. Stacy, what's been going on? What's up, Daniel? Um, I've watched a few movies. I've played a lot of games. And it's the end of the semester, so I've given finals, graded papers, and I'm ready for a break. <laughs> Ready for that Christmas break? Yeah, I'm ready for the Christmas break. Absolutely. It's a blessing to teachers. <laughs> Monica, what's been going on with you? Um, nothing much. I've been spending a lot of time with my family recently. So um, that's mainly been everything that my life has revolved around because of the Thanksgiving holiday. My brother had a baby. So it's been all family recently. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm a proud aunt. <laughs> You're also dealing with a lot of, uh, you were talking about before the episode, a lot of heavy wind. Oh, yeah. So we're in California and right in Southern California, and we are surrounded by fires everywhere. Um, there's a fire in my county. There's a fire in every county right now in Southern California, and uh, wind is terrible they come to santa Ana winds and they knocked down my fence uh my trampoline ended up over at my neighbor's house and oh. i had internet connection loss because the cable came down i thought it was a, like a power cable so i called like you know the electricity company and the fire department showed up and they were like it's safe don't worry you can go outside it's just your internet i'm like but i don't know i think that's worse <laughs> so yeah, but that's been it. Just crazy winds we've been dealing with lately. It's such a crazy, I don't know, just because I've never had to deal with that type of weather. I mean, even living in Texas, we didn't have fires like that. You know, there were times when it would be dry or we'd have a drought. But, you know, now I'm in Alabama and Daniel's in Texas and you're in California. And it snowed here today. So Wow. Yeah. So there, we made a snowman today. Central, central Alabama, and you have fires. It's like it's like a mini Sim City right here. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is that if it wasn't for the winds that are causing these fires, it would actually be really hot right now. This would time really? last year, it was snowing in the mountains, which for me in SoCal, uh, the closest mountain to me is Big Bear, which is like maybe about 20, 30 minute drive from here. Yeah. And this time last year, it was already snowing. And right now, it's like hot. If it wasn't for the wind, it'd be easily in the 80s or 90s. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're safe. We are safe. Yeah, we, we are all glad that you're safe. <laughs> so, Daniel, what about you? Uh, not really much, man. Um, I saw a couple movies and just been working my real life annoying job. Right. And, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it does take time. Yes. Does, uh, yeah. Unfor unfortunately. Oh well, I guess I did. Uh, I beat uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. I don't remember if I said that the last time we talked. And, I've, <laughs> and I, I beat, think you had just gotten it. 
Yeah, I beat that. That game was amazing. And I beat uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, now that is news. So, yeah, those are two really good games. Um, and I picked up a bunch of games on Black Friday. I think I picked up like eight or nine. I can't remember how many. But Well, I finished I finished Wolfenstein, um, which was really, really good. And I talked about that on Retro Rebel, but... Um, that's the only game I and and I and I guess I'm finishing up the third episode of the Batman Telltale series, the second game. Uh, which one? The second yeah, Telltale uh, series. Uh, yes, second Telltale series and the second Wolfenstein. Yikes! Okay. Yeah. So, and the Wolfenstein. Now I I did I I guess technically I cheated on that a little bit. I played about half of it, and then I watched the rest of it on YouTube. <laughs> I just knew I didn't have time He's like, to yeah, finish it. I'm not going to finish this. Let's watch it on YouTube. I, I just knew I wasn't <laughs> going to, but I'm going to tell you what the ending, even though the the from what I've heard, there were some gameplay issues with the ending, but the story of uh, the of Wolfenstein is fantastic. So a lot of political commentary. I mean, you can imagine just w- what a sequel to a game where the Nazis won World War II and how that would have changed the United States. You can imagine how a game like that would be and how the political climate would be different. And if you didn't like Nazis before, you'll really not like them afterwards, <laughs> after that game. That's what my son was saying. He's also into that. And he um, he was giving me some commentary on that as well. Yeah. it's uh, it, it does not do them any favors. Not that they need them. Good. Uh, they don't need any. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it does a good job of uh, making them kind of stay in their position as the as the rightful heir to the universal bad guy, right? So, uh, but that's yeah, that's what I've been playing and Hearthstone since we're talking games. So, and I and think that's and good. I saw some really great um, cosplays for that at Blizzard uh, at BlizzCon. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. I, I think I may actually love it more than Warcraft now. What? Um, wow. Yeah. That's saying a lot. And I've been playing Warcraft since it started. So Since 2004. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Played it today. <laughs> you know, you're talking about Not- Nazis and stuff in video games. It's like the only thing cool that happened, in, or the, the big cool thing that I thought that happened that was really awesome in Super Mario was you get to take over... Do you even uh, uh in Super Mario Odyssey you have a cap, right? And you, th- and you throw this cap at enemies and you be- get to become those enemies in the game. Well, huh. spoiler alert: uh, one of the last enemies that you get to become in the game is uh, Bowser. Um, so I thought nice. that was I thought that was really cool. You knock yeah, crap out of Bowser, you become Bowser, so you can get out of this this last part of the stage. Uh, you throw Peach on your shoulder and you run through. It's pretty cool. Um, and then after you beat the game, you know, of course, unlocks a new world. So there's there's still more going on in the game, but yeah, I beat the actual story part of it. So I'm just playing through the rest of it now. There's a um in past Mario games, you know, it was 121 stars to you know to get everything in the game. This thing yeah. is there's moons in this game instead of stars, and there's over 900. So and I that's think, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I've already collected like 250. So. Yeah, I'm nowhere near getting everything in the game yet, but it's been pretty fun. And that's all that matters. Hope, it's hope fun. One day we'll get Monica addicted to where she'll be saying, I played this game today. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I imagine it's hard. Uh, she she has been to like every con in California, so it's hard probably to mix in gaming with kids and cons and podcasts and everything else. So, I guess now that we've gone around the room, um, the first movie we want to talk about tonight is the movie Coco and. I want to go ahead and let Monica lead this one since she has actually seen this. So you went out and actually saw the Disney movie Coco. Yes. So we went um, Thanksgiving Day. It was right after. I think it came out Wednesday. You know, the movie. uh, We went to go see it on Thursday. And it was pretty amazing. I, you know, I always know that Disney and Pixar are going to do a good job because for the most part, even their worst movies are pretty good. Um. But this one really just blew it out of the park. It is by far my favorite Pixar movie. Now, why is that? Because, I mean, I, I know, obviously, there. well, maybe not obvious for listeners, but I know that there are personal ties to this movie. But for you, what made this this particular movie the the your favorite of the Pixar? Um, the storyline itself... Um, it's actually, it's a tie between the storyline and my personal connections to the, to okay. the movie. It's really, really relatable. Um, a month ago I had just gone to, um, Zacatecas, Mexico. And so it was very fresh in my mind what Mexico was, what it felt like. You know, I took thousands of photos while I was there. I'm a photographer. It's my thing. I just love <laughs> taking photos. And Coco was so close what it was to be in Mexico that it made me crazy homesick my son and I went to see it my 13 year old and he came out of the movie and the first thing he said was I want to go back to Mexico and I was like yes oh, wow. homesick like um, it was just the art alone if they don't win all the Academy Awards for for art in this movie it will be a shame because the movie the art was just absolutely amazing um, I have this thing called um, Coco versus my vacation photos, which I'm going to post on Temple of Geek. Um, <laughs> it is crazy how spot on they got it. And like everything from like that small town feeling to the cobblestone to the church walls, just everything was so accurate and so good. But not only like the art, but like also the essence of like Mexican culture. And it's very relatable because it comes down to like the same thing in um, so many cultures is that family is the center of, of everything, love and family and that connection you have to one another and how important it is. It was just absolutely beautiful. Now, probably for me, one of the best Pixar movies, I mean, everybody likes, many people like Toy Story or say Toy Story 3 is one of their best ever in terms of like just emotional reaction but one that really struck me and 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 i guess hit home for me was inside out oh and i and i and i really really liked that was that was kind of for me the the i don't know if you want to say the ceiling or where, where i felt like they had really knocked it out of the park in terms of like the depth of the material covering a topic that's difficult you know that's that's really hard to put into words and they they tackled being a kid, uh, you know, uh, just the emotional. Oh, beautifully, yeah, yeah. But they and they without words, you know, it was all in. It was in pictures, and 
they they personified emotions with characters and with memories and how you tie emotions to memories and all that stuff. And so I always felt like that movie was very it was it was on another level and that I think that you know, even if you just appreciate it, that's great. But there was there was like two or three other levels, you know, for that movie. Do you think Coco had a similar, you know, had multiple levels so that people that go and maybe don't understand necessarily or can't relate to the culture, they can still see maybe another level or so relate to other things in the movie? Oh, my God, yes. So I'm a huge fan of Inside Out. I love that movie for all the reasons that you have mentioned and especially in particular the memories I remember yeah. specifically watching that scene where like Joy is at the bottom of that pit yep. and is about to be forgotten and she just starts crying and she's looking at the memory ball and I that to me that was the moment that just killed me and inside well, I, out and I, I loved I it think so much. I cried. Yeah. I cried yeah. at that point. And and you had um what was the uh, the elephant's name in that uh, movie? Ding that- <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that whole thing. So if you enjoyed yeah. that about Inside Out, Coco will kill you. Okay, good. Because okay. so much <laughs> of it has to do with memories and remembering people. So if you're not familiar, Coco um, has to do, it's not the story of the Day of the Dead, but it has to do with the Day of the Dead. And the Day of the Dead is um, a special time in Mexico where uh, Dia de los Muertos where, you know, you remember your family and it's not like a sad day. It's something where you celebrate the memories and, you know, you connect with your um, ancestors and your family members and you tell their stories. And it's very important um, in, you know, in our culture to to remember your where you come from and the people before you. And so the movie tackles death right off the bat because you have to deal with the fact that, like, your ancestors are all dead. Right. And the movie takes place in the real world and also in the uh, the land of the remembered, basically the you know where where everybody goes when they die. Right. And um, in the movie, I'll try to keep it a little bit spoiler free, but uh, you know you have to in order for you to live on in this next world, you have to be remembered by somebody that's alive. Somebody has to tell your story. Somebody has to put your picture on an altar and, you know, on the day of the dead. And that's how you stay going. So the story deals a lot about how eventually people will forget you and your story doesn't live on. And it has to do a lot with, um, like the struggles of growing up. Cause, right. um, the main character, Miguel, he's, he's a little boy. And he is very serious about who he is. He knows who he is. He knows who he lo- what he loves. But it's not necessarily something that his family approves of. And his family doesn't approve of it for legitimate reasons. And they just want what's best for him. Right. And so it's that struggle of trying to stay close to your family, but be your own individual self and do what's best for you. And it's just this struggle of like dealing with parents that don't approve, but who ultimately love you and just want what's best for you and it's it's a really lovely story about growing up and dealing with death and dealing with um just dealing with life really and it's very relatable and even if you're not uh, familiar with Mexican culture you don't need to be because the stories are so universal it's something that we all go through and uh that's what ties it all together now, I heard that there was a big controversy 
associated with the film. And I wanted to see what your take was on it. Um, there was a 22-minute animated short that took place before the film <laughs> that yeah. that confused a lot of parents. And I, I heard that these parents actually got up and started asking the theater managers that they were actually watching this the right movie. Um, what, what is your take on the Frozen controversy? <laughs> <laughs> the Frozen movie, the Frozen short was really cute. But it wasn't like a regular Pixar short. This thing was like 20 minutes. Um, yeah. It was really cute and it was really um, adorable and I enjoyed it. But it just seemed really long to throw that in in before Coco. And I, I get the impression that they didn't think enough people would go out and see this movie. So they needed to give them like the Frozen as like a bonus. Like, hey, if your kids really love Frozen, they have to see... Coco in order to, you know, yeah. see this this short or whatever. Um, I don't even like calling it a short because it was like 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to explain to your kid, what, why why is this cartoon? This this isn't Coco. This is, this is, what is this? It's a short. This isn't short. This is long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like... it's funny because like, um, my six-year-old was like, I thought we were watching Coco. And I was like, we are watching Coco. And he's like, but this is Frozen. And it does feel like a whole movie. And, like, because I've been looking at the reviews and YouTube videos on Coco, and the only complaint so far has been that they put the Frozen movie um, <laughs> in before it. Well, not the Frozen movie, the Frozen short. And it's so funny because they've uh, this week they took it off. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good, though. That I, uh, I, I think that's good. I mean, I think that it um, it was a little weird to see like a Christmas movie and then like see like a Day of the Dead movie, which happens like it's more Halloweenish. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was kind of a weird back and forth, but it did solidify just how good Coco is because you know um, Frozen is sweet and it's cute and it's adorable, but Coco really had some serious depth and some serious like yeah. you know heart-wrenching moments and beautiful loving moments and oh i just can't talk enough about it it was amazing <laughs> i highly recommend you see it and the less you know about the movie going in the better it is because to me i hadn't even seen a trailer for coco when i went to go see it oh wow I, okay i just I heard probably... it was the Disney day of the dead movie and i was like okay i'm gonna go yeah well let's do this and we'll probably do this with all the reviews um out of all the movies you've seen this year, how high does this rate on your scale of like most amazing movie to don't recommend it at all for, for the year? Oh, for the year? That's definitely the top, my number one movie. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I loved Wonder Woman. Like, I loved Wonder Woman, but Coco is something else. Like, it is just something very special and very beautiful. Well, they... And not to mention, like, seeing my culture represented on screen for the first time where I felt it was represented accurately yeah. was so huge. And like there was the book of life that kind of like was a similar type of movie where it talks about the day of the dead. And it was a, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it, but it was, it was filled with so much, so many stereotypes and like yeah. jokes, you know, and they just wanted to get like a cheap laugh and this and that. And Coco had none of that. It literally just, you know, it had the essence of the Mexican culture. 
the music, the love of family, you know, the valuing history and your memories. And it, it did all that without the stereotypes. And I love that. Yeah. No, so that that's, was extremely important for me. That's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think every now and then they'll movies will come out and, and it, it did seem odd that you'd have these two movies that were about such specific material, but that could be so different. Yeah. Um, and, and I really enjoyed book of life. Like yeah. I thought it was a great movie. It was fun, but oh, Disney really knocked it out of the park. Pixar just, they did their homework. They spent like six years in research. That's awesome. Right. And it really translated on. That sounds like a sounds like it was an amazing experience. Um, I I don't really go out and see a lot of Disney movies in the theater, but I will probably definitely see that when it comes out on home video. It's one of those things where, like, if it's a movie that's going to make me cry, I'd rather be at home. <laughs> well, and my thirteen year old was literally loud sobbing, like he was like kind of like that <gasps> kind of thing, and I kept seeing like the girl in front of him that kept turning around, and he kept hiding his face because it was just like. It was so strong because for us, um, like, uh, our grandmother died a year ago. And this movie has a lot to do with, like, grandmothers. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. for him, it was really, it was his great-grandmother, but it, he was still very close to her. So it was really strong for him. And they did yeah. just such a good job of everything. I mean, he was like, I, we, the theater that we saw it at was in the city of Fontana. And Fontana is a mainly Hispanic community. Yeah. The majority in uh, this town is Hispanic. So when we went to see the movie, almost everybody, I would have to say 80% of the people in the theater were Hispanic. And after the movie, I had never seen this happen. And like, this is only literally when it said the end, there was like this huge applause like a loud, like roaring applause and people were just clapping so hard. And my son is like sobbing, tears running down his face. <laughs> that probably made it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I'd never seen a theater erupt in applause before. It was my first time seeing something like that. And I've gone to Star Wars movies where like people are like clapping and really excited. Yeah. But I've never seen like, like a whole community of people like just applauding yeah. Well, I'm going to try to see the theater and before it it's out. Um, yeah. And do not listen to like any of the music from the movie or watch anything about the movie. It is just so beautiful to go in there and not know what to expect. <laughs> I really don't know much. I have I have seen some reviews um, and all are very positive, but uh, so I don't I really don't know much more than what you've told me. I mean, everything you've told yeah. me, I've seen in the preview. Awesome. So that's all you need to know. Go in there and just, you know, you know take a box of tissue. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm just remembering the last time if I saw it like that in a movie. Out, like, <laughs> What's that? Get, if you cried an inside out, this one's going to get you. Yeah, I did. It was not a lot, but it was enough. And, and it was that the memory thing just really got me. That's something that, that, um, I just felt I felt that they did a really good job of personifying that, of how memories get lost and how memories, how things seem to fade when they're, you know, filed away over time. And, and uh, well, they did such a beautiful way of explaining the human brain. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
It just makes sense. Like, there's no other way you could do it, but that would make as much sense as it did when they did that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and take a moment right here to talk about our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is giving you, the listeners of the Temple of Geek podcast, a free month to try out their service. By heading to audibletrial.com forward slash podcast, you can sign up for a month on us. That gives you the chance to download one of their many audiobook options available, like Batman and Psychology, A Dark and Stormy Night by Travis Langley, Michael Usland, Dennis O'Neill. You can head over to audibletrial.com forward slash podcast and head, uh, grab that title now or any of the other thousand titles on their site. Support the show by starting a trial today. Again, that address is audibletrial.com forward slash podcast. The next uh, movie I wanted to talk about on this episode is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Now, Monica, you have not seen this movie yet. No, but I have a lot of questions. <laughs> even, even though we keep telling you to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I will get there. Eventually. <laughs> um, it's good. Yes. Uh, so, Stacy, before we started recording, you had mentioned that this is actually your top one of your top five favorite Marvel films. For sure. Yes. Uh, maybe, but, and you know what? I say that and it's probably my third favorite or fourth favorite movie this year. Um, and that, I mean, it's in my top five Marvel movies in terms of the MCU, but it's my fourth favorite movie this year. So, uh, that just means this year was good for, for movies? movies and Marvel movies in general. Um, cause Logan is probably my favorite, um, comic book movie. That's come out. And, and it's hard to believe that that movie came out this year. I was going to uh, say that. I was like, Logan is this year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, but um, it came out like early this year, though. Early, like March. And then you had Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume um, 2. Volume 2. You yeah. had Spider-Man. And then you have Thor. So. But so, yes. Top five. Yeah. Right off the bat, Thor Ragnarok, I think, was... Probably hands down one of the best Thor movies ever made. Oh, it is! It is the best for sure. I am a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of the Thor movie. So tell me why you think that, Daniel. Well, yeah, Daniel, why do you? Why do you? And I will tell you my opinion. Well, because yeah. the, the Thor movies, you know, the first one was actually I. I actually enjoyed the first one, um, and it had a very strong Shakespearean type uh, uh, tone well, behind Brano, the film. Correct, you know, correct, Brano. So. Yeah, he he's 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 one of those Shakespearean type actor director uh, people, and you know that that movie had a very strong sense of that in the in the film, um, but it was just kind of a dry film. I mean, there was no humor really in it. I mean, I guess they tried to throw a little bit of humor in there with uh, what's her face from Two Broke Girls. Can't think of her name at the moment. Um, Kat Dennings. Yeah, Kat Dennings. Thank you. Um, but it was just just kind of one of those. It's Thor. Uh, the second movie, I wasn't a huge fan of the second the second Thor movie. It was just it was just one of your typical beat 'em up superhero films. This movie, it was like they took a page from Guardians of the Galaxy and they were like, "All right, Hi. let's just let's just let's just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks." And they went all out with with the the comedy, the humor, um, and they just took Thor in places that I never thought I would actually see Thor go. Uh, and it, it was just they yeah. they did a really good job with the picture. I mean, I think the amount of humor mixed in with the action and stuff of the film just it it was perfect. I I just think it was just a perfect perfectly balanced film. 
Yeah. They they embrace the weird. That is that is for sure. Um, Thor, the weird as far as how like like they, funny well, silly weird or yes. like or weird storyline. Yes. All of yes. that. <laughs> okay. Um, if you take take and, and you just gotta if you go into the comic book like the Thor comic book and you and you just see how Asgard. far out it is. You know the Thor comic book is is like the hardest to adapt. I would say maybe next to Guardians. You know, I mean that's why I think there are so many parallels between this movie and the Guardians. But like Daniel said, I think they took a page out of their book. But it is definitely its own thing. Like, oh, yes, you would not have mistaken this for a Guardians movie. It didn't even. It only vaguely reminded you of the Guardians, it, in my did opinion. Did it remind you of it in the sense of the humor? Because Guardians, even the like, humor was different to me. Even the humor was different. Uh, it, it, it was it was funny, and and there was um, because Thor has a different way. Thor's not Chris Pratt, you know. Chris Hemsworth. Is kind of self-deprecating in a way in this movie. Uh, he's he's kind of like there's many times he's a fish out of water, you know, okay. where he's not in his realm, but literally not in his realm. But <laughs> um, but he's but he is still trying to play the part and be the big shot, even though he knows he's not. Um, and constantly, like it's kind of like a guy who's got a big ego who's constantly being told that he's not the man, but he constantly <laughs> tells you he's the man. Yeah. And he constantly tells people, you he's but... the man, you know? Um, and, and it's just, it's so funny. And it, it actually is really funny. It's just kind of different and it's difficult to put into words. Like when you see it, you'll say, you know, rocket is funny in his own way. And, and Peter Quill ha and they, the dynamic he has with other characters it's, he's funny and timing is funny, but Chris Hemsworth is actually just really pretty funny. Yes. And they he's let adorable. him ad lib and they let him do a lot of stuff. And, and his dynamic between the Hulk and, and Thor is really, it's great. So I heard uh, a rumor that the line that's in the trailer, cause it's the one that he's like, Oh, he's a friend from work was actually a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid who yes. said, oh, you say that in the movie. Yes, that's oh, actually, I didn't know. Yeah, that's actually a true uh, true story. Uh, they had a kid come in from Make-A-Wish Foundation. He, he uh, was on the set, and he thought it would be really cool if when Thor first met the Hulk, he Thor would say, oh, my God, he's a friend from work. So they put that <laughs> in the film. That's awesome. I did not know that. But it, it works. I mean that that makes it funnier. That makes that part funnier too. So now, one thing I really appreciated about this film, and I think and she said we could spoil it. So I know I I want to spoil it, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> um, but the one thing I well, really I, think, I don't think we spoil it all. We just maybe spoil a few things. Well, this thing, this thing I'm getting ready to mention, I think is a pretty big deal for me. In in past Thor movies, Thor has been always overshadowed by loki um and what i mean by that is that loki always came off as smarter than thor um he's probably definitely the more popular character between the two but i think this movie they did a really good job of thor holding his own and i don't don't think loki overshadowed him in this film at all no in fact maybe the opposite it's the first time that i think the best part of the movie wasn't tom hiddleston correct 
So, and, and actually, the best part of the movie was Thor. Yeah, Thor, and maybe and, and Thor and Thor's interaction with the people around him. Um, who's the fire god at the beginning? Was what was that? Surtur? Yeah. Okay. So picture this. I'm gonna that go was and, hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this. The movie opens up. Monica, he fall. <laughs> he's on this chain, and he's he's you you seen in the trailer where like he's in this cage and he falls down in the chain and the chain jerks him and he's just kind of hanging there on the chain. Well, he's talking to Surtur, and while he's talking to Surtur, he's kind of spinning on the chain. And every time Surtur starts going on one of his rants, he goes, hang on a second. And he's like, not facing him. He goes, got to wait for me to come back around. And it was just, yeah, that's how the movie opened up. And it was just freaking hilarious. It definitely sets the tone for the rest of it, you know, because it's this, you know, really heavy scene where he's talking to the guy that's holding him captive and is going to kill him or wants to kill him. And he'll only talk to him when he's facing him. So when he's when he's slowly spinning, he'll say his piece, and then eventually he'll go to where he can't see him anymore. He's like, "What?" what? I, I'm really, as soon as he, I'm really yeah, not doing come this back. on purpose. Yeah, promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where it starts, and then from there, it just you know, it's a good balance because it's not so silly and absurd that that it's always comedy. There's there are scenes that have you know weight. Uh, there are scenes that that have some emotional impact and stuff like that, so it's not like it doesn't have, uh, or that it's all silly or it's all too lighthearted. I mean, it definitely it 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 balances it well, just like Guardians. It just the music, and that's something that we should talk about too, because to me, it it set itself apart from all of those movies by having a very having an original score that was very specific and kind of like. <sighs> If cosmic is the right word, you know, it has like a cosmic, like very electronic, electronic you know, was, 80s style. Yeah, like 80s style soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it set itself apart from the other Marvel movies. So, Well, what I was seeing in the trailer is that even the logo looks very like neon 80s electronic. So right. um when you say that, that the music matched that, um, that's kind of exciting because I think I, I, that's something I'm very much interested in. There was a common thread with all of that. I mean, you could tell the theme held through the whole movie. But this has nothing to do with this movie, but you know, I, I, I noticed <laughs> that uh, you know, us as a, a, a movie-going nation is starting to go back to the 80s for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so everything comes back every 20 years. That's just how it goes. And right now, fashion is very 90s, um, but it's still like early 90s, I think, as far as fashion goes. Um, and and the movies are kind of catching up in that sense, too. It's just You're going to remake how- Commando. <laughs> are you being I'm- serious? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's like... No, but like everything comes back every 20 years. Like styles and everything, like everything people are wearing right now is stuff that I wore in high school. As long as they don't bring back backwards clothing, crisscross. Right. It was only for a, a year or two. I love jumping around. Jump, 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 jump. MC Hammer Dookie pants. Dude, I like those too. Okay, I would rock them. <laughs> they are very comfortable. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, uh, Stacy. How would you yeah. rate that? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, ten being you got to go see this right now, to one being this movie sucked. Don't don't bother. 
I would say seven, five, maybe an eight. Why so low? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I'm trying to, because like, if I'm being objective, like, there are certain people I probably wouldn't tell go see Logan, even though I think Logan's a better movie than this one. It's what? just kind of more of a niche. I think Logan was Logan. Logan's one of my favorite movies, uh, comic book movies of all time, and in my top ten all time movies. But I, but I love Wolverine. Wolverine was my favorite comic book character. Right. That's up. your that's your jam. Yeah, that's my jam. So like that hit all the notes of things that I was interested in uh, of the books that I've read growing up. And uh, in fact, the last two, the one where he fights kind of like the Silver Samurai and um, and I guess Logan, uh, both of those really kind of they 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 took from a lot of my favorite stories. Yeah. In the comic book in the in the Wolverine mythos. So, and then, but with Thor Ragnarok, I was never a Thor fan necessarily. Um, but but seeing this movie, it's like actually, I I'd say a strong eight. Uh, you need even if you're not a fan, I think people if you're not a comic book fan, that you would go and and really enjoy this movie. Um, okay. So. Yeah, my and wife. You don't, you don't even have to have seen anything else. I think it stands on its own. My wife who did not like the previous. Anything. You haven't uh, seen any. Oh, she didn't. Yeah, who did not like the previous Thor movies really liked this one. Oh, okay. No, I, I I had never heard. I mean, I've heard of Thor, but I've never like read any of the comics or anything like that. Like Wolverine. Stacy, you and I have talked about this. I love Wolverine. Like, yeah. Yay! But <laughs> Thor was something totally new to me. I had no idea what it was. And I really, really enjoyed the Thor movies, but it was mainly because of the comedy. And I think, you know, you mentioned earlier the Cat Dennings thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was hilarious. I and loved and they are wasting her on that sh- sitcom she's on. Shitcom. Oh, she's so talented. I love her. Yeah, but Two so. Broke Girls is just trash. <laughs> I I don't watch it. It's like, <laughs> does that even still come on? Unfortunately, I think it does. They haven't got their cupcakes. Nick and Nora's shop. playlist. What's that? You guys ever see Nick and Nora's playlist? Yes, I actually really like that movie. Of that movie, so much. <laughs> I am a big uh, fan. Yay! So yeah, um, kept in all day long. I always but, liked uh, her. I I did not I did not count two broke girls against her. I just <laughs> don't watch. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. <clears throat> Anyways, okay, so go see Thor. Is what you go think. see Thor. What, what, so what do you give it, Daniel? I'd You're... probably say it was probably, out of all the movies I've seen this year, I would probably say I'd give it a 9. Yeah, I can't give it a 9. I, I'll give it an 8.5. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it's not a 9. If, like, Star Wars is... See, see, Star Wars hasn't come out yet as of this recording. This is true. But I, but I, but I would not rank it above. I would say like I'm sure Star Wars is just gonna be a seven, flat eleven. Episode seven was a nine. <laughs> episode seven was a nine to me. Um, Rogue One, a nine. Oh, Rogue One is a ten. Don't cheat it. See, I'm, nine five. Nine five. I'm sure the Last Jedi is gonna be a flat eleven for me. Yeah, I can't wait. I think that having Luke in it at all is it's, just gonna make it be it. It's gonna break 10. the scale. Yeah, it will. On a scale of one to ten, 
It is a 12. <laughs> I give it infinite. I give uh, it blue. We could totally go see this together. Oh, I think yeah. we'd have a blast. <laughs> it would be. It would be really awesome. Um, instead, I'm going to be at a theater probably sitting in the middle with my large popcorn and soda. <laughs> and I already have the commemorative cup. So. Do you? Nice. I know my seat number, so I'm ready. Oh, I didn't get a seat. Were you at the IPIC or one of those type of theaters? It, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. I'm going to watch it in the lowest quality possible, but I don't care because I'm going to see it with my people. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to see it in, in 3D IMAX. But it works. <laughs> alone. So, sadly. I think Star Wars is going to be good no matter what you see it in. I'm really, really, really excited for the last show. I want to watch yeah. it on the internet with shaky cam. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like a waste. Uh, well, speaking of a waste, uh, <laughs> Justice League. Let's move to our final and the movie everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is how you end a podcast episode. <laughs> it's by talking about your worst topic. So, uh, tell me how you really feel about Justice League, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the worst DC movie. I'm glad you said that. Okay. I That's actually, I actually had a yeah. fun time watching Justice League. It was. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I will. I, it would be a strong six and a half. I was, gonna say, my... I was just going to say a flat five. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Flat five is that really enjoying it? That's like not that's that, a flat five seems like hey, um indifferent to it. I, I would never I'll never watch Batman versus Superman again. <laughs> I'm probably will never watch Man of Steel again. I might watch Justice League again. I walked into that theater with the anticipation that I was gonna be disappointed. Yeah. And I walked out going, yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it that, because in my, I haven't seen the movie, but in my mind, I think that Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman made the movie. Am yeah. I accurate in that or no? Uh, Jason Momoa could have broken the movie and he didn't, but I don't think he's saved bad? it either. I don't think he saved it either. I think he was, I think he was good in the film. He, I think he was good, but he was your surf bro. Yeah, he was. Know? He was one of those. No. Hey guys, hang ten. Uh, no. Hey, yeah, he was surf bro. Hey, Diana. Hey, hey, Diana, you look good. Uh. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like it was Jason Jason Momoa playing Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> is what I think he was as as Jason Momoa. So. I don't know. I've seen Jason Momoa up close, and he's amazing. Now, <laughs> now he's like, if that is if that is kind of all the selling point you need, there is more than enough eye candy. Oh yeah, go see it. Go see movie. it, girl. Um, he goes into frigid waters uh, and purposefully goes in half naked, and I promise you that was strategic. Oh yeah, you know oh. it's kind of like the gratuitous Thor scene. The by the Monica? way, <laughs> also a Thor scene, very similar. Where oh, Thor, yeah, yeah Thor's in, a, in more of now. like a sarong. Yeah. <laughs> now this and is so be... is Hulk though. Hulk's in a, thro- a sarong Hulk. as well. Oh god, so. you see Thor's ass in that as movie. As the Hulk or as uh, as Bruce the Banner? Hulk. 
You see <laughs> Thor's ass in that movie, and it was so freaking hilarious. No, you see the Hulk's. I mean, that's what I meant to say. Hulk's, Hulk's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was just... Well, I was, what's just funny I is... I am not objectifying men, by the way. I, I, I agree. I, I'm not, we're just speaking... A great character. <laughs> we're giggling like uh, immature children. No. Um, <laughs> he does. He does say... Because <laughs> what it is, what happens is now I know that we're talking about something more interesting than Justice League. Um, the uh, Thor wakes up in this room and uh, he looks over and Hulk is in a hot tub, like as Hulk. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's sitting over in a hot tub and then he gets up and he's and Thor's talking to him and as he gets up he realizes that the Hulk is naked. He goes, so I can't just, see it. <laughs> I can't see that. As, as the Hulk walks past him and goes to the window naked, and that's when you see the Hulk's butt. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, great. Awesome. It is, it's really funny. But back to Justice League. <laughs> back to Justice League. Okay, so another question was, um, I haven't seen Batman versus Superman because I'm going to be honest, guys. I love Batman. Batman is like my thing. But I had no desire to see it. You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah, um, I saw Suicide Squad. It was like, whatever. I just, no. Um, But Wonder Woman was amazing. If you're going to watch Batman versus Superman, I recommend that you get hold of the DVD that's the extended director's cut, whatever it's called, the ultimate cut. uh Because I think that's the way the movie should have been watched. Because it... They've cut so much out of the theatrical release that there's things that just don't make sense in that movie. And when you finally watch the ultimate cut, you're like, oh, okay, well, now Lex Luthor's plan makes sense. Or, you know, there's just... it. The, oh, but the, that's what they said about um, Suicide Squad as well. I don't think I've seen the ultimate cut or whatever of Suicide Squad. It, but, yeah. but definitely, if you're going to watch... Batman versus Superman, or if you want to see it, I would recommend the director's cut or ultimate cut or whatever it's called. And turn it off right <clears throat> before Doomsday comes out. <laughs> because the rest of it's just worthless. It, well, it, it sadly, if she turns it off before Doomsday, she's not going to be able to see her hero Wonder Woman. That's true. <laughs> and she is one of the better parts. But then, but then stupid lines like, is she with you? I thought she was with you. And then she goes over <laughs> and does something. It's stupid. So stupid. It's just the worst. I'm not I'm not totally against um cheesy lines because I'm not like, either. But yeah. But your I timing mean, your timing is everything and your timing has to be there. And that was like we had just gone through all of these you know, Batman just got done murdering like fifteen people to save Martha <laughs> Kent. You know? And then and then, and she's like, you know, I figured the cape, you know, which was an odd line, but kind of some levity. Anyway, that movie, I hate it. <laughs> mad. All right. I well, think I, was, I, I really I, had high hopes for Cyborg, so I hope Cyborg isn't a disappointment. I thought he did good. I thought he did well. Yeah, okay. Cyborg, Cyborg, I thought, was a, was a high point of the film. Now, since you haven't seen Batman versus Superman, spoiler alert. Superman dies at the end of that movie. Right, right. I'm familiar with that. Um, and in this movie, it's spoiler trailer, alert. Lois is all like sad for Superman. Dreaming Correct. Yeah. So in this movie, spoiler alert, he comes back. Now, yeah. the one thing I will say that was really awesome about this film was I think they finally portrayed Superman correctly on film in these Snyder movies. 
yeah. it as the wonderful, like, super goody two-shoes that he should be. He was joyous. He was having Fine. fun with his powers. He All wasn't right. depressed and mopey like he was in Man of Steel. He even said a cheesy line like, I believe in truth. I also believe in justice. And <laughs> yes, because that's what I want from my superheroes. That's what exactly. makes them good to me. And I don't exactly. know if you guys have seen Supergirl. But yeah, I watch I've it. Heard good things about it. I watch oh, it every Supergirl week. Supergirl is fun, but the supporting cast is really what gets me. Yeah, I think I, I checked your. I think I checked your Twitter feed the other day, and I think you like Clark Kent from that show. Oh my god, he's the perfect Superman. <laughs> he's amazing, and I love him. And I'm so excited, and I didn't realize that such a Superman existed since Christopher Reeves. I've not been this excited, and I love Brandon Roots as Superman. But, See, and I uh, met Brandon. I met Brandon. Brandon is a great guy. Um, I met him at the at Comic Con, uh, Dallas Comic Con, maybe five, six years ago. And uh, he, to me, was the closest thing that you could possibly get to Christopher Reeves. Even sounded like him. Hey, he was so good, and like he was my son's first superhero. Yeah, and so I saw Superman Returns over and over and over again. And yeah. it, I never got tired of seeing him. It was, it was, uh, it was, uh, I know that's not really what we're talking about, but that is, to me, it is not just a spiritual successor to Superman 2. It, it was a true, to me, it was a true continuation sequel to those movies. And, and you got as close as you possibly could to the essence of Christopher Reeve. He sounded just like him. Uh, he, he carried himself, his manner, mannerisms. I mean, I, I actually laughed out loud at the scene where, <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Olsen turns to Clark Kent and he's like, well, how mad, you know, he's talking about um, about Lois being kidnapped or something. Right. I can't remember. And he turns to to Clark and says, how mad do you think Superman would be about that? He turns and he says, really mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, because he can't say anything, but he's like, like he's really mad, obviously. Um, but I laughed out loud. Uh, well, and just... in Tyler um, Hoechlin in Supergirl is that very same kind of like, as Clark Kent, he's so dorky and yeah. so like lumbering that I love it. Uh, but as Superman, he's so like just super the best guy ever. And I just love that so much. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, Christopher Reeve was actually kind of a awesome and like a, he was, he said the right things. He was smooth as Superman, and as Clark Kent, he was just a big dork. Yeah, and I love dork. Yeah, he was. He was just a super big dork. And but as Superman, he would always say the right things. And I think, I think, like Daniel said, he was, he was more of that character in this movie. Uh, Batman was more of like a cartoon character, which I think was good because what they're portraying him to be. It needed to be more of the cartoon character because he was just really dark and and he had like I said he murdered so many people in Batman oh, versus God. Superman. It was, um, I've I've seen too many commentaries now about the movie Batman versus Superman. It has I think it's it's altered my opinion in a particular way beyond repair. Um, yeah. I've seen and, it through other another lens. I saw it the first time and I didn't hate it, and I don't hate it now. It's just I I don't think it has. It's it's just not a good movie. Right, so, right. It's worth seeing and, once, at least once. It's worth seeing. 
I think. I mean, if he picked up a little bit of what Lego Batman has taught us, then I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know that they did, but one thing I do want to say about Justice League is I there was one scene in particular in the movie that I thought that they did really good, and I thought it was really awesome to see in a superhero film, and it was when they were fighting Superman, and Superman's sitting there and he's holding back Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, all of them, and the Flash starts running in his Flash speed, and as he's uh-huh. running, you know he's. You know, you see everybody stops, but Flash is moving in slow motion. And it was really cool. Flash turns around and he starts looking at Superman. And Superman <laughs> and starts looking at him. Superman's frozen, but his eyes start moving towards Barry. And then you go back and you see Barry's face and Barry's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Superman just in fast motion just starts beating the crap out of Barry. It was just how they filmed that scene. It was just it was great. Um, yeah. That was probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie. It so was. I'm really loyal yeah. to Grant Gustin. Like I loved him <laughs> in the flash and I just, I don't care. I love the flash. So I was really nervous about this new, like cinematic flash because from the trailer, I didn't really have any like liking towards him. So yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> he's not bad okay. though. He's, he's not bad. He's not bad. He, he but... does a good job of being, of being Barry Allen. I think. Well, see, um, I don't know. The Barry, Do you watch the CW Barry Allen? Yes, and I and I kind of like him better, but he is a CW character. Like right, there's right. like the high school drama in his in his like character. And oh, that's all CW. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean by CW character. You know, it's just like there's that that little that that teen the drama. The CW is like superhero soap opera. Exactly, and so there's none of that with this one. This guy is kind okay. of a smart aleck. He's smart. Uh, so he has like the forensic background, or at least that his that is kind of like the the groundwork they lay for him. So he's a sharp cat. He's smart. He um, is is kind of more playful because that's I think that was the Barry Allen from the comic book that wasn't really the he's not serious, you know. Well, see, right. Bear, I think that's the problem with these movies and the the shows now is. That they've taken the, the the Barry Allen character and merged it with Wally West's personality from the comic books. Yeah. Because post-Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earth, Barry Allen was just a dry, boring character. He, there was no humor or anything about the character. It was when they introduced Wally West as the Flash uh-huh. that there was humor in the comic book. He was a jokester and all those other things. And now that they but brought... But even in the... I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. But yeah, I was like, even in the CW show, Barry Allen is very dry. He's just yeah. so determined on solving the, his parents' murder, and he's not like this funny character. He's a lovable character because he's a nice guy, and you like care about him, and you want him to be happy. But he's kind of boring in a sense. Yeah. he's not. He's not Wally West. Well, I guess in that instance, then they nailed it. Um, but in the in the actual movie in the justice league it's definitely different i just i did like there was a joke that he did in the, in the justice league movie where he talked about brunch i didn't i don't know i didn't find that joke funny he's like i don't understand brunch it's in between breakfast and lunch and i'm just like where's he going yeah. with this joke i got it yeah but it, it it was it went on for a little long too so so i, I don't know You're like but what about second lunch <laughs> exactly <laughs> Well, he's like, why don't you just call it lunch? 
you know, since it's like between lunch and breakfast, why don't you just call it lunch? Um, I mean, it's a good point. Probably it was a little long for a joke, but. But all in all, I mean, I like I said, I give it about a five. Um, I do think it's probably one of the top. Let's see, there was five DC films so far. Uh, I think it's one of the top three. <laughs> With Wonder Woman and Man is still being up there. Yep, I'd agree. 100%. Um, I would definitely. See, I liked Wonder Woman a lot. And I liked Man is still a lot. They both had their faults. So I don't know how to rate one above the other. So I think they're both equal <laughs> in my book. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd give Wonder Woman's the best one so far. To me, just my opinion. And then I would say Justice League. And then I would probably say Batman v Superman. And then Suicide Squad. That's how I would probably rate the DC films. Suicide Squad, I wouldn't even put on there. <laughs> Don't even count it. I would put like scenes from the Suicide Squad, maybe. <laughs> scenes from the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Captain Boomerang scenes would be... So... Can't we just like refer to Tim Burton's Batman as like the best DC movie? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm actually glad that you brought that up. Um, that's one thing I forgot to say. In this movie, Danny Elfman scored the Justice League movie, and yeah. Danny, oh, Danny Elfman. I didn't know that. Danny Elfman scored the original Batman. Just in case you know our listeners don't know who Danny Elfman is, he it's actually. He used the Superman theme from John Williams, and he used the uh, Batman theme from his own movies in this movie. And I thought nice. they sounded really good together on film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely recommend... Uh, I, I picked up the soundtrack, so I definitely recommend picking up the soundtrack, because the soundtrack's actually really good. But no Oingo Boingo. Well, and they also do <laughs> the... Um, they also do the old... Superman theme from uh, from the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, the John Williams theme. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. Um, I'm all for that nostalgia. Uh, and he also does the Wonder Woman theme. You know how like in Wonder Woman it was like the heavy guitar riffs and everything, the electric sound? Um, well, they did, the, they did the Wonder Woman theme using an orchestra and it just, it sounded great together. The, like all three themes together sound sound great. So... Definitely recommend the soundtrack on this movie. That's I think that's probably I definitely give the soundtrack probably a seven or an eight <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> yeah, like the higher. movie is like a five. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack was yes. great. I like I like orchestra uh, or uh, orchestral soundtrack. So and I really liked this one. Nice. But yep. yeah, that's. That's going to be our movies from November. Um, next movie that's coming out, I think that we're all getting ready to go see is Star Wars, as we've already mentioned. Y'all yep. got anything else y'all want to add before we bring this episode to a close? Go see Thor and Coco. <laughs> go see Thor and Coco? Yeah, go see Thor and Coco. Don't bother with Justice League. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> see it if you have time. Yeah, time to kill. If you... After you see the other two. <laughs> If you don't mind wasting two hours, go see it. Exactly. At a matinee. (laughs) Exactly. For no more than $2. If someone took you on a date and paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) Got you dinner. (laughs) Make sure it's one of those theaters that have liquor. (laughs) Exactly. We are the worst. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. 
Do you want to check out some of our other shows or content? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us for this episode. I've been Daniel. It's Monica. Stacy. And we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.